Did you see what I put up on uh, Instagram today? No, I, I haven't had a chance to look at the old Instagrams. Yeah. I'm really bad at that. I, I got to get better at it. I uh, put up a picture of one of my old Deltas back when I was in fifth group. So it's a really cool picture in of itself. He's up on a berm and at one of our ranges there in at Gabe. So it's a Gabe in, in Iraq, and he's uh, shooting an AT-4. So the picture's just after the AT-4 went off, and all around him, there's this, like, little layer of dust that kicked up. And uh-huh. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But then, you know, so you look at the picture, if my, your first, at least for me, the first look is like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then, oh, that knucklehead's in ACUs. <laughs> and then, you, the closer look, he's got a Beretta in a Sherpa holster. <laughs> <laughs> I, I put something like, uh, nice primary weapon, but your choice of holsters suck. And I, you know, hashtag 18 nurse. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, uh, I argued back and forth with uh, one of my Deltas. Yeah. Because he wanted to wear one Serpa holster chest. Oh, uh-huh. And it, it was one of those things where I was still kind of a new guy on the team, and he'd been around, so uh-huh. he kept pulling that out like, Shut up, your new guy. And I was like, yes, but I'm also the 18 Bravo. <laughs> uh, we were down at uh, Fort Bliss, and we were just getting ready to go do some um, sim training. Okay. And so I was like, all right, put your iPro on. Let's do this high noon style. Mm-hmm. So we we someone called draw, and uh, yeah, I nailed him the hand as he was trying to draw his pistol. It was like, okay, there you go. That's... That's why we wear pistols on our hips. Uh-huh. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, especially back then, that was 2006. Like, we were still wearing the ridiculously low Han Solo holster. holster. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, like, riding in the turret, man, I hate having things on my leg, but it's still, it was definitely more practical. Did I tell you what I did with, when I was gunning? Oh. Yeah, you, you had it up on the... Yeah, yep. had it lashed, the, the mm-hmm. Serpa holster, had it lashed to the side of the, my my Ma Deuce. So that's where I, when I was in the turn, that's where I'd keep my, my M9. Cool. Oh, man, we, we need to get this podcast started. I I, <laughs> I just started thinking of all kinds of a, a silly stuff. Like, like well, well you, you say that, and I'm like, you know, we could do an entire show just talking about <laughs> what we kept in our turrets. Yeah, we could. I mean, because I... Let's be honest, my turret... It had its own Batman belt. You uh-huh. know? I mean, I had oh, different yeah. little boxes. I, I had a thumper up there, yep. M79. Yep. I had, you know, all, all sorts of different rounds for it. Plus, you know, different, you know, spare cans for the 50 cal. Uh, what else did I have up there? Uh, various grenades, yep. smoke grenades. Different flashbangs. Yeah, yep. yeah. All, all kinds of stuff. We had a uh, MP5 SD. Oh, really? At, nice. At the team house. Oh, that, see, was, we, that was house property, my, so. Yeah, I didn't have that. We didn't have it. <laughs> we did have... I must have told you we had um, a Sten. Mm-hmm. We had a su- yep. suppressed Sten. That was the coolest thing in the world. Man, that barrel was so shot out that you couldn't hit anything you're aiming at. But you looked good missing though. Oh, I I have a picture of me. We had some Brits that were there with us, and uh, we were doing like a you know a fun photo day for them. Let them shoot a bunch of different stuff, and we were yeah. going through all our our you know fun guns. And we had a, a suppressed Sten. I'm like, oh, you guys got to shoot this. And this is Iraq days, so I was just rocking the mustache. Uh-huh. And uh, there's a picture. I, I will have to find it. I'm wearing like a a tan um, 
members only jacket looking thing. <laughs> I mean, it, it wasn't a members only jacket, but that's what it looked like. Yeah, nice. My hair is slicked back. Uh-huh. And I've got this like greasy mustache, and I'm hip firing this stem because yeah, it's not going to hit it. You know, my bother. You know, I'm just making sure it's hitting the the plywood of the the uh, the backdrop. And um, there's this picture. I'm like, I look like something straight out of like the 1980s, uh-huh. doing a mafia hit somewhere. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah our, our stem it was so bad. So uh, our fob fob Gabe at the time, um, it's pretty big hunk of space i forget how many oh, ranges huge. we had on there yeah yeah and well, you've been there yeah, yeah. so it, it used to be a big iraqi base mm-hmm. we bombed it so there's just a couple small units there so the place was so big we used to have um packs of wild dogs so when we showed up there's a pack of wild dogs living there and at first we like you know yelled at them hey get lost they ignored mm-hmm. us then we like went crazy and started using the bean bag rounds from the shotgun or the uh um Thumper, you know, yep. from the M79 or two or three. And uh, yeah, that kind of irritated them, but they wouldn't move. And they were just, I mean, a nuisance, a menace. They had disease and, and all kinds of stuff. So we're like, okay, we, we got to get rid of these things. So we would liquidate them. And since I was, you know, the senior Bravo on the team, I was the primary executor. Um, and it seems like whenever we'd finally liquidate a pack of wild dogs, give it less than a week and another pack would move on there to, to fill its space. It was, it was, it was bad. Anyways. So I'm rolling out in our old. Uh, did, did you see old blue, the um, the old uh, Land Rover that we had that didn't have any doors or, or anything? Was that there when you were there? It may have been. Yeah. I mean. Oh, I, I love that. Yeah. Thing. Anyway, so I'm cruising along with this thing, and here's this, you know, alpha male from the newest pack that pulled up, just lazing in front of the, the little trail. And I'm like, all right, sucks to be you. So I hop out of that thing, and I uh, have that suppressed sten. I must have got off like 10 rounds. It was straight out of Pulp Fiction where I hit everywhere around but that dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, all right, <laughs> your day to live. Good, have a good nice day. Yeah. And I just went away you know, embarrassed. That was the last time I carried that thing. I carried yeah. something I actually would shoot afterwards. You know, I, I know that we're, uh, we got to do this podcast. Yes, we do. But this has really triggered a thought. <laughs> yeah. Shooting dogs suppressed. Uh, yeah, we're horrible people. I well, love. I, I love it. I mean, love dogs. Yeah, I I love dogs. They're not dogs, and anyone that doesn't understand that, you don't understand that. Yeah. But we did a uh, a hit, and it was a village that was right outside of FOB Normandy. Uh huh. Like it was five hundred meters from the wall. Well, we were talking about using like the wall as Overwatch uh, onto this this target. I mean, it was good on the guy. You yeah. Know? Um. He didn't do anything right there in his little town, but he would—he was in the bubble. No one looked for him there. And, uh, well, we found out that he was there. And so we're going to do this uh, hop over the wall at night. And uh-huh. we're going to walk out there, low, you know, low signature. Well, this was, it may have been like my second or third, like, mission as an SF guy, as an 18 Bravo I was pretty young. Our friend, uh, our, our, our Charlie, our, in, in, yes, in our, our Charlie yeah. in common, um, and then John Farmer. Okay, uh, John Farmer was uh, the three of us were working like we were in a little cell that we were, we were going to do some stuff together uh, for it. Well, we went overboard. We were young and dumb, and talking about packing out way too much stuff. I had four guns. <laughs> 
so I had my primary M4, of course. Who, who's LARPing now? <laughs> it's exactly, yeah. So because, you know, okay, um, I'm walking point. I have my, my M4 because we're going to be in a blocking position once we, we get everything established. Once we're going to do our SSC, I'm not going to be on the inside of me. I'm going to the roof with John Farmer. He's carrying a saw. And, well, if I'm going to be in this blocking position, we're worried about a QRF coming. Um, I want to have a thumper. So I had an M79 with 12 uh, HEDP. Of course. Yeah. You know, I mean, be, why not? Exactly. Uh-huh. Um, I also had uh, two drums for John. So I had 400 <laughs> rounds for John. And John was carrying like, I mean, John's a giant anyways. So a normal man, 2,000 rounds of 5.56 linked is, you know, oh, that's a lot. John was like, yeah, I can do that. You know, he had, and he had no problem doing it. But then, I, of course, I had my, this is back in the day, my Beretta, uh, my uh-huh. um, secondary. But I was, one of the concerns we had were all the wild dogs. And we didn't want this guy being alerted. So I carried the MP5 SD. Suppressed. Suppressed, uh-huh. of yeah, course. Yeah, of course, yeah. Uh, and we had, we actually had subsonic ammo for it. <laughs> and I jerry-rigged because it didn't have a rail on it. I jerry-rigged with hose clamps and, like, little blocks of wood uh, to put a um, uh, PQ-2 Alpha, uh, the, okay, you know, the okay. big, large, because we had spares. Yeah. Um, and I, take, I got it zeroed in, and, I mean, I locked it in. and That's, like, straight-up you know, 1989 oh, it, Delta it, style. Yes, there. yes, yes. Uh-huh. And... Um, you know, it was, it was rigid enough. I felt I could take, you know, I could take out those century dogs with it. Yeah. And uh, we're going, of course, all the dogs that we had seen, because we've been watching and, and you know, we've been planning for a couple of days. Not a one. Yeah. They were nowhere to be seen. So we get to the, we get there, we end up picking into the guy's house. Uh, so, you know, we don't even blow the door or anything. We wake him up. He's in his bed in his tidy whities Oh, nice. He wakes up with four M4 barrels in his face. <laughs> Marhaban. <laughs> Kafik. Uh, yeah. Long story short, after everything's all done, we get back. Uh, we get over the wall. And we're waiting because we had left out, like, over by the south gate. Um, we're waiting for guys to bring the, the trucks over to mm-hmm. put all our gear and drive back to the, the team house. Our Charlie and myself, who are young, in shape SF guys, were so exhausted. <laughs> and my team sergeant is just laughing at us because I have no idea how much demo that man had, but I know he had enough to bring down that neighborhood if we had to. Because, you know, I mean, I don't want to have to walk the 500 meters back to the house to get more ammo, you know. Oh, just, it's one of those things that I look back and there's, there's a fine line between having too much stuff having uh-huh. the right amount and not having enough yeah you know I, I, I know guys are like oh well i don't carry three magazines because you'll never need more than that uh, okay you know i do carry more but i'm not carrying four guns anymore yeah yes yeah, so much of that there's no cookie cut answer and so much of that really just comes with experience yeah like yeah i, I that reminded me that i was on one of my newer teams um not a fifth group team, but uh, we were in country and they were talking about loadout. And I'm, 
and somebody was advocating, we only need three, only need three mags, only need three mags. And I'm looking at my then Zulu, who's like, yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking, man, you came from Ranger Bat and you spent some time, you've spent some time in SF and you're advocating only three mags for, for what we're doing for, you know, for, and I just got so frustrated. I'm like, stood up. Have any of you guys even been in a gunfight? Yeah. I know I have. Yeah. I'm carrying more than three mags. And uh, uh, anyways, it, yeah, what, what more can you say? Interesting stuff. Yeah. And for uh, our Charlie friend and for me, we just had to learn that lesson the hard way. Mm -hmm. but, and I guess it comes down to I'd rather carry more stuff and not need it than need something and not have it. You know, there's, there's something to thinking about. Well, my that Zulu, he 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 should have known better. He did know better. I don't know why he was not uh, saying the right stuff from his experience. But some of the other guys in that crew and in, in that in that team, um, one of the more recent teams I was on, they, they just didn't have any experience. A lot of them were were X-rays, or you know, were SF babies, and they just just didn't know. And I learned so much being a stupid kid in the 82nd Airborne. Oh, yeah. Well, my first trip to Afghanistan in 02 and 03, um, after the first couple of missions I went on, because we were at a fire base, I went out with, with SF and uh, did a couple of hits with, with them just as a just as another trigger puller. That's all. I didn't go in any houses. I just stayed with the trucks and stuff. That, that was pretty cool. But other than that, when we were doing the 82nd stuff, and, uh, you know, Darren, if you're listening, and I don't know if you're listening, Peg, but... Uh, um, you guys who are there with me, it just seemed like every mission, I was just adding a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. And then the mission started getting a little bit longer, a little bit longer. And I mean, I was smoking myself. Um, yeah, it was a good time, good, good lessons to learn that, mm -hmm. you know, depending on the mission, I don't need to have so much, but well, then at the same time, I need enough to sustain myself in you know, a fight. I, I look at that. Brian, my team sergeant, who is a, a wonderful mentor of mine. Yeah. If I had said, oh, well, hey, Brian, we're going to, we're going to be really quiet and light on this. So everyone's just going to carry pistols suppressed, uh -huh. you know, he would be like, no, you're stupid. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> he's like, oh, you're carrying more stuff than you need. I know you, you don't need that, but I also know you're a young in shape SF guy and that's not going to kill you. You'll learn the lesson. You'll be really tired when yeah. we're done, Yep. but tomorrow you're going to get up and you'll be in the gym again because you're young. <laughs> yep. Oh, I miss those days. <laughs> What, when, when the recovery day didn't hurt quite as much as it does now? Yeah, you know, when, uh, <laughs> you'd kill yourself in the gym, and then uh, the next morning you'd get up and do it again. Uh -huh. Now it's like uh, I get a little too angry on the rowing machine, and the next week I'm like hobbling around, and the girls are like, Dad, did you hurt yourself? Uh -huh. No. It was a normal workout. <sighs> Gosh. We're rambling on longer than usual now. Uh, so, yeah, here's the intro if, if you're still with us. <laughs> if you didn't know where you're at. That's right. Uh, welcome to uh, another edition, and this will be the last one for, for Season 3 uh, edition of the Lodestone Training and Consulting Podcast. And I'm Jared Ross. And I'm Chris Johnson. And it's going to be a pleasure spending the next hour or so uh, talking to you guys. Well, I don't know. With that 15 minutes, <laughs> we've we only got 45 got minutes. 40. Let's cram this in. <laughs> I don't know. People got to get to work. I'll tell, I'll tell John that you know this is going to be an epic one. Three and a half hours. He's going to have to play with him. He'll, he'll cry. <laughs> well, no, John, we're here for you, brother. That's right. Um, you know, Jared, he's got eight. I have four. We've experienced what you're preparing right now. 
<laughs> we are giving you an opportunity to have those sleepless nights training. It's stress inoculation, <laughs> brother. All right. Sometimes you just got to stay up all night. Uh huh. Gosh. I remember. No, I, I can't. I <laughs> all right. So okay. what are we talking about today? Well, since this is going to be the last official podcast for the year, we're going to go ahead and we're going to review this past year. We're not going to talk about every class we did, but we'll, we'll talk about a lot of them. Things we remember, things we learned, different experiences as we, we wrap up this year. I, I thought we had agreed we're never speaking of this year again. It's been <laughs> kind of a rough year for me. Yes. Yes, it has. Yes, all right. Has. We'll talk about it. Um. To start out with, we just want to thank all of you guys and gals who have been supporting us, who have been coming out and, and taking classes and stuff. It really is a privilege to be able to work with you and to pass on our our experience and, and some of our advice and, and pass on some of the mistakes that we've made so you don't have to make them and, and pass on, you know, a lot of our successes. It's really, we really enjoy teaching and explaining and empowering you guys. Um, so we're very thankful for that. This year, not counting. Wow. Did you hear my voice cracking? <laughs> yeah, I did. Wow. <sighs> Some of us, I guess, are late bloomers. Well, I was going to say, we're, we're mentally 15, so you're just, you know, expressing <laughs> totally. it vocally. Totally. Oh, gosh. Did I tell you what Ben did? Speaking about 15. Okay, so for those of you uh, who know who Ben is, uh, my, my son, some of you who have felt the wrath of Ben uh, <laughs> doing force on force or, or otherwise. Um, he's in the hospital with, uh, he's fine, he's fine, but he, um, his appendix. Um, he was too tough, he's sucking up the pain, and I know what I'm doing, so uh, he's like, hey, it hurts. And I say, okay, how bad does it hurt? Eh, it's not that bad, so okay, as I'm touching and feeling, and he wasn't, uh, didn't have a, um, a fever or anything, so I'm like, all right, well, I'm not gonna, panic or I'm not going to, you know, over-exaggerate. So, hey, you're fine. Suck it up. And he did. So he sucked it up on Friday and then on Saturday and then on Sunday and then he's sucking it up on Monday. And I'm like, you know, this has been going on for a little while. Let me, and I'm getting the, touching and feeling, the, doing, doing the, the medic thing. The best thing that I heard was one of your other sons said, oh, yeah, Ben, he he had a bad hot dog. Yeah, right. So then uh, he went real, I was waiting for him to like be in a lot of pain. Because I've seen other people who have had appendicitis in excruciating pain, you know, that they can't do anything else, double over. He's like, eh, eh, it hurts a little bit, but he's just sucking it up. So uh, he started getting a fever on Monday. So I, we, we took him in. My wife took him in. And uh, all, all of this, <laughs> building all this up just for one thing that he said. Uh, so anyways, he uh, was seen, found out that his appendix had burst uh, at that point because he'd been just sucking up the pain for so long. So they went in and did emergency surgery, cleaned him out and everything. And uh, did I tell you what he said before he went in? So right before he goes under, I guess, uh, the nurse told me later on, he's like, wait, 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 wait. So they, they pause, like thinking he's panicking. And he's like, can, can you save it and put it in a jar of formaldehyde for me? <laughs> and, and the nurse like, no, we can't do that. We'll take some pictures for you. And they did. But anyways, so all this for this little man, I think it's hilarious. This, this, and those of you guys who know Ben, you know, you know him, so it's not going to surprise you. But he's recovering, and he's in his room, and the TV, since because of how you know, quote unquote, young he is, it's only like showing cartoons or, or Disney silly movies. And he's like, Dad, I don't like any of this stuff. I don't watch this stuff. I don't want to have any real movies. So after putting up a four day, one of the nurses is like, Okay, 
maybe I can pull some strings and we can change something and, and we can get a, a good movie for you to watch. So if there's a one movie, just one movie, if it's the last movie you'd ever be able to see, um, what's your favorite movie? What would you like to watch? And without missing a beat, he's like, no country for old men. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and the nurse like uh i don't think i can help you <laughs> gosh uh, i love that kid you know i i would I'd say something but you know glenn would be like sicario yeah uh-huh yeah <sighs> anyways we're bad parents yeah horrible world's worst parents so i was getting ready to to say that this year, not counting any of the private classes or any of the uh, the uh, contract or, or DOD or, or agency stuff that, that we've done, well, agency as in government agencies that we've we've worked with, uh, we have we've done 89 classes this year, and that's uh, live fire classes. That includes like the three day long classes or the five day long uh, SUT classes. Um, so we've done 89, and that again, that includes live fire, that includes SUT, and that's also all the, the seminars and workshops and stuff that we've done. So that's that's pretty cool. Well, we're, we're, again, we, we thank you for for supporting us and for and for coming out to those classes. And we again, not counting all the the private classes or or the other stuff that we've done, we've had a little over 600 students that have have come out and participated in those classes. So just thank you for that it's it's a privilege to be able to work with you you know we're going to go through and just review and talk but whatever we want to we're not going to hit every class no. but really this year for us as a company really was split in half we had the first six months where things were really on fire everything and, was tracking really yeah. well yeah and then that this last six months has been unique mm -hmm. it's definitely been, been a little different yeah uh june july i i got lyme disease <laughs> And uh, we'll get to that. <laughs> and and uh, when you guys, come, uh, when, when you say we'll, we'll get to that, because uh -huh. you have a whole line of oh. mocking and making fun of me about my totally inability to uh, sustained, uh, you know. So so when you make your way to LTAC HQ, when you come here for a seminar or a workshop or something or or whatever, make sure you get your post or your picture taken next to my poster. That's right. You uh. walk up the steps. Turn left, and there's a door to, to one of the offices, and right next to that door on the left-hand side of the hallway. Yeah, the uh, the tick awareness posters, j just for Chris. <laughs> you were so thrilled with yourself when you brought those. Yes, I know. Yeah. I, I amuse myself. Well, let's start off in, in January. So the first class we did this year was an intro to Tonight Vision. As you guys know, uh, we work with NVD, really good company to work with, and uh, they, they have supported us in in some of our classes and stuff. So yeah, that was a, a good start for the year. And it was a horrible night vision class because the moon was full and there was snow on the ground. There was so much illumination everywhere. It just, it was like cheating. It really was. I remember that very, very clearly. Are you sure? I think this is a classroom. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah. the, the intro. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Then it was in February because I remember like one of our first night vision classes this year. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was like, it was it was definitely one of the um, beginner night vision classes, and guys are sitting there like, "This is amazing!" I'm like, yes, it is amazing, but it's not always this good. Very, you know, very hard to um, you know convey that with everything is bouncing light around right now. Yeah. 
So for the rest of the month, we just had, what, some seminars yep. and some stuff we did. We had the four women and only classes, and you did your Intel class. Yep, getting in preparation for the Intel 2. Yeah, and you're running an Intel 2 class now. Did You did the first day yesterday? Yes, we did the first day yesterday. Um, it's, it's, again, I'm so thankful for you guys out there because these complicated subjects, you're not just drinking from the fire hose, but... Uh, you guys are running with it. You know, the, the students last night as we we're going through this subject and uh, going through the different things that, that need to be done, their questions were on point, uh, really getting the information. And I'm really looking, the, one of my favorite things about this whole class is it's not just a lecture. The students actually produce a product. So next Saturday, they're going to come in and they're going to brief me their product that they built and i'm i'm really excited about that we got a really good crew this time yeah the last time we had a great crew as well well actually that, that was in february is when you did yeah. yep this yep. this february or yeah that's when you did your, your intel 2 class yeah yeah that was a pretty good crew i uh i heard that the one lawyer was a, a little <laughs> long-winded with his uh, presentation the second well, time you know it's uh there's there's a reason why uh we have powerpoint um you know it, and really, one of the things you learn in that class is the organization, because we all have information. We all collect information. We, we put it in folders. We, we put it in files. The whole meat and potatoes is how to put that into something usable, a product that you can hand off to someone. Uh, we talked about it last night about you're going to build a product that you could hand to me, and it, it should have enough information that without you there... I then can make a decision to operate mm -hmm. wherever that is. And one of the sad things about February was that was the last class we had, no, the last month that we had Dustin working with us. So he was the guy who was running a lot of our med classes. As as a lot of you guys know, I, I am a SOC medic. So that's a you know, special operations combat medic. So I am qualified and I can teach all those medical classes I have in the past, but we're just getting so busy and it's, it eats up too much of my time. So I was really appreciative when he was here and working with us for just about a year. And then he and his family, they moved on. So we had some other med classes set up, but we just couldn't run them because, you know, we need that dedicated person. And we're not going to, we're not going to waste people's time. Yeah. You know, we're not going to put out, unless we can do it right, we're not going to do it. Yeah. Exactly. So again, for January and February, really a lot of a lot of seminars and stuff. Since it's a little chilly outside, and still, um, not that it really affected much of our schedule, but still, people were a little bit more concerned about COVID than than, than what they are now. All right. So March. March actually, we wanted to do another med class, but yeah, it didn't work. Some of the classes we did in March were the comms on the X. Pistol marksmanship, land nav, AR build. You know, I, that's one of those classes I, I really enjoy. And it's just getting better every time we do it. Uh, seeing people understand the platform mm -hmm. so much better. You're talking about the AR build? The AR build, okay. yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, you have people that have been running the platform for years. But until you understand and you've put something together, do you really know what, what's going on? Yeah. I, it's awesome uh, to see the wheels turning and, and things click. Oh, so that's what that does. Mm -hmm. That's why that, that works that way. We've even had some people who 
They've been to our classes. They've got a good level of training. They've even done the malfunctions class, so mm-hmm. so they know how to fix stuff. And then they've come and they've built their first lower, and then it's like the light bulb goes off. Oh, that that's, that's why. why. Yeah, 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 yeah. And every time, every time we do the the lower build class, we get asked, "When are you doing the upper class?" And it's well, soon. <laughs> and it, the problem is, we want you guys to be able to build whatever rifle you want. And, you know, we don't want to have to have one guy building a 300 or a, a, one guy building a, a 6.5 Grindle and, and someone break, building a, a 223 Wild. At some point, Jared and I have been talking for years and years about doing the, the LTAC rifle. We got a glimpse of that with the Light Fighter. Yeah. Uh, and now with the, the potential of the property, we will have that class where we do the the five to 500 and that is you come you build the rifle that we're yep you're we're, we everything is in, included this is what we're building it's this caliber go out and you zero it and then we take you from five meters to 500 meters with that weapon system yep and i man that's there's a lot of things i'm looking forward to that is definitely one of those because we've wanted to do that since 2019. oh yeah oh yeah. well that, that's one of the things where that we that we haven't been able to do with our rifle shooting mm-hmm. is most of our classes we're talking 100 meters and less yep. and that's just because of the limitations of most of the ranges that we use so if we do get access once we we get that that property then we can finally start having some designated marksman mm-hmm. classes because I, I know like chris uh ricky and some of the other guys are just chomping at the bit to to be able to teach and, and have people push well, their, their systems out i'll tell you this year i'm pulling the trigger on a nice bolt gun yeah that up until now it's yes i want it but yeah there's other things that, I, that that are higher on the priority yeah but if we got that kind of range available to us well then yeah absolutely it, it gets bumped up on priority there's a whole new series and sections of classes oh, yeah. that, that we'll be able to get mm-hmm. into let alone you know stuff that's bigger than you know 308 and above yep uh, can't wait we're, we're talking too much about it there's still like two more uh, hurdles to to jump then then we'll officially put out the announcement all right so april yeah <laughs> exactly uh well no one more thing that, that we did do in in march and that was the um comms on the x yeah oh yes so that's an important really important uh seminar that we do uh teaching so yeah you've got the radio and you got an antenna for it now now what do, do i do communicate with yeah. it? it not not necessarily the equipment itself but how do you use it in that tactical sense how do you convey message traffic and get your information to those that need it whether you're using a cell phone or a a bofang or morris code i i almost feel guilty but it's my show my company i'm gonna say what i want i was privileged i was invited to participate in an emergency preparedness um training session and it was a lot of different uh churches and what they were trying to do is to organize through through ham radio how, how to communicate and those groups that participated they are definitely better off today than what they were you know before taking that training but it was clear that the guy who was running it even though he was very well intending his experience was was like playing a game his experience was yep. we're, we're gonna run a, a bicycle race 
he had never experienced anything like an emergency would actually need to use this stuff. So they all would have been definitely would have been benefited from taking this course, teaching those core things. This is how you use a radio. These are brevity codes. This is how to set all this stuff up instead of, you know, fumbling like they were. It was anyways, it's a good course. It's a good class. And yeah. like you said, it's not just for, for, you know, shortwave radios or, or walkie talkies. It's for all kinds of communications. It's a way to take the, those very important bits of information and intelligence that is coming in rapidly, how to organize it and how to pass it off in a systematic way so that everyone in your family, in your group, in your, in your, in this case, in, in your church, in your organization can be able to get that information. It can be disseminated, organized in a very you know, fast fa fashion. Under stress. Under stress. Yes. You know, that's, that's the important thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I find too often that we, we focus on the things that are easy to us, you know, um, look at the gun world. We focus on, uh, ballistic coefficients and things like that, because that's a tangible number that I can talk about. We don't focus on the, uh, the more tactical, uh, aspects of it. We don't focus on the artistic side mm -hmm. of it. Um, and you know, when it comes to the communication thing, it, Yes, I guess it's a little easier for me because I don't understand the uh, electrical wizardry of it. But I <laughs> that's know that's why we have Dan. Yeah, Dan but I know how to communicate to people. Yeah. You know, you make the radio work. I'll do the talking. <laughs> I know. I need a study. Well, it's you know it's cool with, with the radios. You and I we just upgraded. We just um, got more radios that now have a lot more more reach than than with the other ones that we have, but they're all compatible. Yep. So, cool. All right, moving right along to, to the month of April. So this is when we really started to, to pick up and, and get busy. We had something going on virtually uh, half, of the, yeah. half of the month. Yep. Yeah, uh, whether it was um, contracted stuff or whether it was uh, doing our own open enrollment classes. I remember... Um, one of the things that stood out, and we actually talked a little bit about, about it on one of the earlier podcasts this year, and that was doing the CQB training with that group. And man, it's, it's fun, but it's, there's a lot of growth that, that, that took place <laughs> with that group. That's a good way of saying it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that was tons of fun. I love getting, you know, work in the house and we'll be able to. Uh, I'm so looking forward to it. To do that in, in yeah. January. What is it? 13, 14, 15, yeah. I think. Yeah. It, it's. I keep I keep telling people you gotta take advantage of this. Well, we got this opportunity. I mean, we've wanted to do this all last year. We didn't get a chance to. Uh, we we have the chance to do it this year. So get out there, guys. It's gonna be definitely worth your time. Yeah, if you can make the time, yeah, get yeah, out there. It, it is. And in each day, well, the first day is law enforcement only, but then Friday, it's focused on, on pistol work mm -hmm. again, single man and then two man. And then, then Saturday it's, it's rifle again, single man and, and, and two man, i.e. how Abby and I are going to work together as a team to, to clear the house in case of a home invasion. Oh, and could that happen to you? It's happened to us. So yeah, it could definitely happen to you. Yep. Um, yeah. So April was really filled with, with a lot of stuff. So we did that agency stuff. Um, also along with comms, we had Dan up. Yep. And that was really cool because not only did he get to teach his, all the, the nerd theory stuff, um, which is a very good class, 
but then Dan also walked people through the antenna build. So then people got to uh, cut their own personalized antennas for their radios, you know, for their own needs. And that was, was pretty cool and to do that too. You know, it's, you can sit there and read online about antenna theory and uh, you can look at the math problem and, but until you actually do it and Dan's got all the equipment to, to check the, um, the frequency range, make sure that it's cut to the proper length and all of that. There's so much value yeah. to, to doing things by hand and having that tangible feeling in your, yeah, I, we need to have him up again. Yeah, we really do. We we're trying to get him up here in December, but it just, I, it, it just wouldn't work. Yep. Yeah. Stupid holidays. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, I realize that we've got something going every weekend till Christmas. Oh, yeah. And Christmas is just getting in the way. <laughs> this year literally is because yeah. it's on a Saturday. Uh-huh. So, yeah, since we don't have a Saturday conveniently between Christmas and New Year's, our uh, fun day, Freedom Day, I think that's what we're calling it, uh, Freedom Day is is New Year's Day. So, you know, that'll be fun. Come out and, and play. It gives me a great excuse not to go out on New Year's Eve because uh, I've got to be well rested. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So one thing I definitely wanted to talk about in, in April, and that was we finally ran our first three-day SUT class, small unit tactics. Now, I have ran SUT classes before, and I tried to do it in two days, one night. Those were great classes. I, most people that I recall who, who took those classes with me. I had nothing but positive feedback, but I was always unsatisfied because they're just, they just didn't get enough. We couldn't teach mm-hmm. enough they, and you couldn't get enough experience in, in two days and one night. So I was really happy to grow and expand that. It's where we did the three days, two nights. And that was a phenomenal experience for everyone who, who participated. And that's really where, again, you can read about it. You can watch YouTube, you know, you can, you can, play your choose your own adventure book, but until you're actually out physically doing it and you're tired and you have all these problems, uh, you're really not doing it. And that is one of the best ways to teach leadership. So we, we're teaching in that setting, you know, how to patrol, at least that's the first one was the, the basis, basics of patrolling. So we taught you, you know, how to function as patrol, leadership roles in, in that patrol, different uh, formations and, and, and things as, as people went out, set up a patrol base. How to avoid Sasquatch when it jumps out of a tree. <laughs> That's right. Um, so we did all those things, but really the whole point of it is is to learn leadership. So everyone got, got leadership roles and the patrol base, didn't we put the youngest individual yes, yes, in, in charge yep. of that? Yeah, when they set up their patrol base. So yeah, that was, was a good time. And did we, we must have told a story about the Oh, the flare? The flare? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We've, we've well, well, for those knuckleheads who hadn't listened to the podcast before, why don't you go ahead and relate that tale? Oh, well, we, we require a radio check with the uh, the patrol base back to the base camp, and we weren't getting that radio check. So uh, Ben and I mm-hmm. uh, walked up to where the patrol base was, and we were going to fire off this um, 40-year-old uh, East German... <laughs> Whole string uh, parachute flare. Parachute flare. Uh huh. And so I aim it away from the. Uh, you aimed it ninety degrees 90 away. Ninety degrees away. Yes. From, from where they're at, and <laughs> then at a forty-five degree angle to launch yep. it up safely. And uh, <laughs> it came out of the tube, and it made a hard left, <laughs> ninety degree <laughs> 90 hard <degrees>. left, <laughs> and uh, flew right at the patrol base. Well, uh, was that a patrol base? 
It flew right at, at, at their the LPOP. Yeah, LPOP. Their yes, listening post, yes. observation post. Yeah. Um, where it uh, it struck a tree and scared a creature that was in the tree to land on one of the individuals at the uh, LPOP. Yeah, landed on his back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I mean, I, I think it's gone from everything from being a, a small woodland squirrel to uh, it was a full-on Sasquatch. Yeah. <laughs> Which, speaking of Sasquatch, uh, when we were up at NVD last week, uh, they were telling me about some of the different you know people that purchased night vision and thermals. Uh-huh. I did not know that we had Yetis in Pennsylvania. There is an organization that do these Yeti hunts. Now, I, I'm not a, a cryptozoologist, so I, I'm sure that someone out there has been like a Yeti and a skunk ape and a, um, a Sasquatch. They're all when different they go, animals. Yeah, yeah, they're all different. Yeah. But to me, the uninitiated and the, the um, un, uninformed, they're all the same to me. So I'm excited. I, I'm really looking forward to, you know, I have night vision. I'm, you have night vision. I'm going to go out in the woods and start looking for, uh, you know, the creepy. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, you know, it was fun um, getting out in the woods again and doing that SUT class and seeing people have that growth. Yeah. And building those leadership skills. And I, so much of what we do translates over. It's, it is military based in, in mind, the Intel classes, the SUT classes, but they apply in our daily lives. They yes. apply to anything that you're doing. After the uh, SUT class, we, uh, we got to have our first, uh, austere environment, actual woodland problem. Yes. Um, that was, that was a good time. Yes. Yeah. And again, I'm glad that, that we we did that. I used to run a class uh, years ago where very similar, taught all those different skills, had people bring their 72-hour kits, did a walk, did, did a kill class, which was something that, uh, um, you know, in the modern world, a lot of people just don't get it. Yeah. They don't know how to, mm-hmm. to, to do small animal, you know, mm-hmm. uh, how to butcher a small animal or, or things like that. Um, so. I'm glad to be able to sponsor and to start doing that again. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's useful. You know, we, we all have that idea that if something went wrong that, Oh, I'll just take a deer or, Oh, I'll, I'll get the squirrels in the backyard. That's great. In theory, do you know how to do that? Yeah. And that was just one of the things that, that came out of that class. We did the uh, Dakota uh, fire holes, which a lot of people hadn't, uh, they had read about it. They had, again, seen it on YouTube. They actually got to do it. Yeah. They they got to see the effectiveness of it. Was that the one or was it a later one that you guys did where everyone made their shelters and then they're like, okay, we made shelters. That, it was, it was, it was that, that one. one. Yes. <laughs> so they were all going to what sleep in tents. Mm-hmm. But then, uh, yeah, the, the youngest one there. Yeah, like 12 year old boy is like, oh, I'm sleeping in my shelter. It, I think it's awesome. It shamed everyone yes. for doing it. Yes. <laughs> Good. Now. This this class coming up uh, in a couple weeks, uh, I'm I'm bringing my 17 or 16 year old daughter to that for that same shame value. Yeah, you know, just like well, she's sleeping in it. She has no choice. I took her tent away, but you know, <laughs> but it's going to be cold. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it is. Good class. Yeah. So that month just just rocked. We yeah. were extremely busy. Um, extremely busy. We did a couple weeks there that it was it was nonstop. So then we rolled right into into the next month we rolled into may and we kind of had a breather that that first week in may where we only had two things going on 
And then once we got into the second week, that was our Safawik for, you know, for, for 2021. And man, that is, that is one of the best, if not the best class or course that, that we teach. And I, I know that five days is a big chunk of time, but if you can get that time, the value that, that is there, yeah. because it, it's day after day after day, you can come and you can take one of our level one classes and then a month later, take the level two and a month later, take the level three, but you've got all that time in between this. It's right there. One week. This is what you're doing from sun up to sundown, sometimes after sundown. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you're getting so many repetitions in and it's just really, you know, giving you those good fundamentals. And it's, it's called cephalic because it's patterned after shoot. I was one of the, instructors for three and a half years for 20th groups cephalic so it's, it's patterned after that flat range so you're getting the same reps the same drills the same stuff that um you know that we do there the only slight variation is is maybe the round camp might be down just a little bit but not too much there's we shoot a lot and i was concerned with the ammo crunch going in you know end of, of last year and beginning of this year i was concerned that we wouldn't be able to fill that class it, it was filled it was filled uh it was filled in the fall of of 20 uh 2020 mm -hmm. but then as it, it was getting closer people like i just can't afford the ammo and they would bow out as soon as they bow out another person would immediately fill it so it was a full class um and shooting a, a lot of rounds and i guess the word is starting to spread about how good of a course it is because that was the second year that we ran it and we put it up again for next year and in it filled out, it, it, it maxed out. Um, so then I, I guess took a chance or, or maybe it's not, maybe, you know, someone listens like it's stupid. If you're filling up, then do it again. So we did, we set up a, a second one for next year. And uh, I forget if it's in August or, or September of next year. And, and that's already starting to, to fill up. <laughs> so we're not going to do a third. Uh, maybe, maybe we, if we keep the trend up, maybe we'll do a third in, in 23, mm -hmm. but, but for next year, we'll, we'll just do those two. But yeah, that's an awesome class. Good class for, for pistol and rifle. And then, man, we just kept trucking. We had three solid weeks there where we only had a break on, on Sundays. Yeah. Uh, so we did Safawik. Then that Saturday, we did shotgun and, and a med class. And then we went right into, uh, you know, another close quarters uh training first we did live fire stuff then we got into the house and then we had we double booked so we had man we had what you me flynn like chris like chris yep. we had rick yep rick up here saying we were just you know divide and conquering so you ran the the pistol mm -hmm. class didn't you yeah at the end of the that first or that yep. second week yeah yeah and that was such a good time and then we had all the role players uh for you know those final the FTX, that was that was fun. That was yeah. good stuff. <sighs> Love doing that. All right, so man, that was May was incredible. May was, May was very busy. Yeah. Busy. We get into June, and we were supposed to go to Alaska, and that Alaska trip, they canceled that. It was getting kind of close to it. Um, it was it was a 
probably about three or four weeks out when, when they canceled it there. And it was the range they were concerned with with COVID. They were concerned with, with us coming from out of state and some other things. So unfortunately, that that got uh, that got canceled. Um, we're in talks. Maybe we'll, we'll go out there or at least attempt to go out to Alaska again next year. Yeah, we'll see. And that's actually uh, the week that I, I almost died. Oh yeah, yeah. So we. Oh, so so let's talk about yeah, this now. So, uh, you know, spending time in the woods. April, we, we were in the woods quite a bit. Uh, I'm very meticulous when I'm in the woods, making sure that I've got my my clothing are treated. You know, I'm covering myself in deed. I'm probably gonna have cancer by the time I'm 55. <laughs> but you know, at least at least the bugs aren't biting, right? Well, in my own backyard, I wasn't too concerned, and I ended up getting uh, Lyme disease. And the sickest I've ever been in my life, uh, even when I had COVID, I still COVID was. Now, let's 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 just slow down your story for a little bit. So you were sick. Right. Mm -hmm. How long? How long were you sick? About a week. About a week. And and you were miserable in in your bed for about a week. Uh huh. And then what happened? I was going to talk about how you came over and called oh, at oh, me. Oh, yes, okay, okay, yes, okay. Yeah. All right, all right. You can continue. Yeah, no, yeah. So I, I'm laying in bed, feeling very sorry for myself in my uh, pajamas, and, uh-huh. and one evening Jared stopped by and said, "All right, like seriously, get out of bed." And I was able to get out of bed and take a shower and then go back to bed. Uh, and then the next week following that, um, you had been yelling at me to go to the doctor mm-hmm. because no one else in the family was sick. Mm-hmm. All my symptoms did point to Lyme disease. And let me let me jump in here too, because if you don't know, a lot of you do, because um, I wear it on my sleeve a lot. Uh, I'm a pretty firm believer, and uh, I know I was praying for Chris. And uh, I guess the the lesson here is, God is a God of miracles. But God helps those who help themselves. So uh, all my praying wasn't going to do anything if if Chris didn't get himself out of bed. And and then what'd you do? I'm sorry, you can continue. Yeah, yeah. So you're not at all embarrassed um, right now. No. My wife and my best friend conspired against me. <laughs> to yeah, con- yes, we did. To convince me to go to the doctor, which I hate the doctor. Uh, I did go to the doctor. It turned out that I did have Lyme disease. They were able to prescribe me doxycycline, and I got on the uh, the, the correct dose. Mm-hmm. I guess there's three markers when they do the test. Again, not a smart man, but what the smart people tell me. Uh, I had all three markers, <laughs> so I really had it. Um, yeah, and I, I had to cancel um, almost all of, of May. That was, I was down. Um, or sorry, not May, uh, June. I I was uh, the the five day uh, small unit tactics. I was able to join you midweek on that. I think I came up with yeah. Thursday yeah. for that uh, because Ricky had to fill in for me. He had to he had to come up and uh, thankfully thankfully we have uh, good friends. Yeah, uh, but I was who are qualified. Yeah, <laughs> I mean we have good people that would have come up, but yeah, you know we need that that experience. Um, and I remember uh, because I was on the doxycycling, uh, I had to wear sunscreen. I had to wear a big floppy hat, and I'm still getting floppy hats as jokes. <laughs> yes, um, you are. Yeah, uh, I'm so glad we don't live near Mexico, or I'd have a collection of sombreros right now. 
Uh, I just have a bunch of boonie caps now. <laughs> Pam got me one that's like reflective. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, June was not necessarily a, a good month for me, and that's where things started to take a turn for for me. So you missed out on a lot of that second SUT class. Yes. And it's yeah. it's five-day class. And some people have asked, well, do we need to do the three-day before the five-day? You don't have to, but it certainly helps. Because at that point, we're not really teaching you how to operate as a patrol. We're not teaching you movement formations. We're not teaching you five-paragraph op order. We're not teaching you any of that stuff. We're expecting you to already to know that. And we saw in both classes where people who whether through us or, or from other places who already had learned how to land that, who already knew how to talk on a radio, who already had all these other things that, that, that we teach, they were that much more ahead. And, and at first, they're the ones who had a necessity. They were taking the leadership mm-hmm. roles because you have to land nav in order to, in order to get from point A to point B. You have to know how to, to do all these different things. But this one really, um, the five-day one, focuses on, uh, on battle drills. So you already know how to patrol and everything. Now we're teaching you how to re- you react and work as a team, work work as a unit. And the first three days is a lot of, of practice and a lot of trial and error and a lot of learning stuff. And then uh, we take a break near the end of the, of the third day. We go to civilization. And in this case, uh, we got everyone a shower. And some people <laughs> were very appreciative of that. And then we went ahead and we... Um, uh, Got everyone a meal. So yeah, that, all, that's actually where I joined you. Okay. I, yeah. I yeah, was so, like, oh, you're, you're, you're buying dinner? I'll, I'll be up there. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. So then, yeah, we all shared a meal. And then we went up and they slept, you know, at, at base camp. And then after that, that next morning, that's so we gave them their orders, changed up leadership. And then that's for the next, uh, you know, that rest of that day, that night, and then into the next day where we had an FTX. So there was an active uh, op four who was looking for them. And that was was a lot of fun. And what's nice about the the SUT classes too is the first one there is a very short live fire component, so you do need to bring a little bit of ammunition for that. But for the five day one, there's no no ammo requirements whatsoever. We're, we're supplying the ammo with with UTMs. We're, we're supplying that for for you guys. Uh, so it's again a great opportunity to to learn leadership and to uh, be tried and tested. And from the people who who made it through um definite positive yeah. feedback yeah and if you guys if you haven't listened go ahead and listen to the captain ron and eric the viking podcast because both of them were were there at the first one and one of them was there for the second one and they talk very highly about about their experience and, and what they went through so yeah that was a that was a fun month and with you starting to get sick yeah that june is uh like we said, this year was kind of split up, and that that's where things started to uh, turn south for me. Yeah. Uh, going into July, did have some fun in July. Um, you know, I'm not a uh, I'm not an AK guy. Uh-huh. I, I I'm not opposed to the platform though, and I had the opportunity to teach the AK class, which was awesome because it forced me to brush up on my fundamentals on that platform. <laughs> you know, I don't practice generally doing magazine changes mm-hmm. with an AK. So I was feeling better come, uh, come July. And, you know, right around the 4th of July, I was doing dry fire drills with AKs again. And I actually, on one of my trips, that was my primary weapon system was an AK. Yeah. So 
as much as I, it's not my preferred, but I do got a lot of experience behind it. And that was, that was a good time. Also the, uh, the battle rifle class, uh, always loved the battle rifle. There's just something about that 308. Yeah. Or bigger, you know? Um, and every time I think, ah, you know, I don't know if we're, we're going to have people that will do this next year. And then throughout the year, we've got people coming out. Oh, I just built an AR-10. Okay. Uh-huh. I, I don't know if we'll make it through, but uh, I'm definitely willing to watch. Yeah, I missed. I missed. Yeah, you, had, you had drill. Yeah. yeah. Well. Well, you were, you were doing that tracking, tracking course. Yeah. yeah that, that sounded pretty awesome. Yeah, that, that was tons of fun. And I was out there walking in the woods of Bama for, uh, <laughs> it was pretty hot for Yeah, you know, for Alabama in July. And, yeah. You know, that's... Good times. Good times. So, and we had other stuff also in July, but this is about the time, um, or what, when did Pam start to get sick? Um, it was, yeah, it was, it was August, I believe. August, yeah. Um. Well, no, you know, I no, it, it was yeah. early August because yeah, it was all four of us, mm-hmm. Abigail, yeah, yeah, myself, yep. you and, and Pam, we all we all got it. And uh, I want to say I could be wrong, but I think obviously Pam got it the worst. Yeah. And then I think next to her was me. Yep. And then maybe Abby, then maybe you. I, I was down for a couple days, but yeah. it wasn't bad. Um, Your body's like, Psst. We already had to suck it up with, with uh, Lyme's <laughs> and, disease. And, and, you know, quite honestly, the, the Lyme was scarier for yeah. me. Um, mm-hmm. Gwen talked about how Pam was, you know, what are we going to do if, if Chris dies? <laughs> I mean, they, they had that that conversation yeah. one day, yeah. you know. And it was, um, we were prepared for me. We weren't prepared for Pam. Yeah. Uh, we had had, I mean, shoot, just based off of what I've done for the past 20 some odd years. Yeah. My funeral was written out 15 years ago. All you got to do is change the names of some of the pallbearers because they're no longer with us. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's funny how I guess my mind is insulating and protecting me. Mm-hmm. I remember the day she passed. I don't remember necessarily what day she went into the hospital. Um, I do remember that I called you you showed up and sat in the truck with me because they wouldn't let us in there. Yeah. And then, um, you know, she was in there for just over three weeks. So I, mean, I can, I don't, I don't want yeah, to. Yeah. You don't, you don't need to. Yeah. That's, uh, so in August, that's, we, st- everything got scrapped. Yeah. We started canceling classes and stuff. I mean, cause all of us were, mm-hmm. we're sick. Um, and then, yeah, with that, I think we did, what did we do? Did you, do you remember, did you do the risk management? Yes. I okay. Did, I did do the risk management. Um, I don't remember doing the um, GPS seminar. Okay. Um, now, we did the vehicle class. Yeah, I did the yeah. vehicle class. Yep. And then the shotgun class. And uh, yeah, we were up there and we did those low light classes. But there's a, the whole security, uh, personal security series, we, you know, that, that had to get canceled. And then we get into, uh, into September and we had to scrap too. We had a second SUT class set up mm-hmm. and we had to scrap that. We had to scrap the, uh, 
other austere environment yep. series and that got pushed to uh to what we're doing in december yep yeah and we did those vehicle classes as well one of the reasons why i wanted to talk about this and you know go through this year and and, and knew i mean we knew we we're going to be getting to this point <laughs> is yeah and then i'm looking at it we also had to, to cancel at the end of the month we canceled the uh um we were going to go to colorado yep to do that that series and we we canceled that because by that point pam had passed yeah, we were and we, we were going, going to utah for yeah the going funeral. out there for the funeral so one of the greatest things about the whole experience is just for, for you and i and you know i'm speaking for both of us right now by all means jump in and if, if you disagree if our you know if i'm misspeaking for you but we teach and we train and part of the reasons why we've been so successful as green berets over a lot of our peers is because you care and i actually care and when we teach and we train it's an outpouring of of love we really want those individuals those students those people to you know to be up, uplifted and so we put a lot out and then well we i say it all the time it's not about the money if if we were out here for the money we would give half the product that we give and we charge twice as much oh yeah oh yeah and we we know people that do i mean look at cephalic what what we charge for that <laughs> is like that i know I mean, but why, why do we do it? Because we want people to have that training. Yeah. I'm more concerned that they're giving up five days of their time than their, their money. So I guess the point that I'm, I'm getting at or I'm driving to is quite often we're feeling after the end of a class and it could be a great class. Like, man, I hope they, they got enough. I hope, I hope yeah. we, we worked hard yep. enough. You know, and we're always like feeling like, man, we could have been more, we could have mm -hmm. given more, we could, could be better, better, better. And almost like this negative thing, and it's productive because it helps our classes improve, but just, just that feeling. So when, when Pam passed, I was overwhelmed with the amount of love and support and, and caring that to us, you know, that, that's our role. That's what yeah. you do, Chris, that's yeah. what I do. We're the ones who love, mm -hmm. we're the ones that care, we're the ones who are there to help somebody move, or we're the ones, you know, someone's sick, we're bringing them a meal, we're, we're the ones doing all this. So now to be, and and I was just an observer really, but but to see the, the flip side with that outpouring of, of love, it was just, it was it was awesome. To, to be reminded that um, we're, uh, we're part of a community, you know, and I suddenly became uh, the beneficiary of that community it, through the whole experience. When Pam was in the hospital, you, you say bring meals. One of my big things is time. You we're never going to get that time back. Yeah. You know, you spend when you guys sacrifice your time to spend with me in a class, I better give you your value for that because that could be time you could be spending with your wife, your kids. I, I understand the importance of that. One of you took his Saturday to bring my family a meal, to, to express to my family your family's love. 
And that just, it means so much. I mean, the just knowing that, you know, I have these people in my life. It's, it's awesome. It's very powerful. And I appreciate you guys so much. Everything that, how I've been helped, my family's been helped through this horrible situation. It's you guys doing, doing amazing things and being the good people that you are. And I am so privileged to be part of this community. And knowing you, shoot, knowing you for almost 20 years now, um, and seeing you in all kinds of different circumstances, you're still hurting. But that experience, that outpouring of love is almost like re-energized and like you're, you're working harder now to to show your appreciation and love by, by what you're doing in classes. You're, you're working harder now in classes because of that. And that's, yeah, again, it, it's horrible. Uh, you know, I've known Pam as long as I've known you. Shoot, we were, <laughs> we were young, uh, dumb, new parents together. Uh, <laughs> and now our kids are 18, 19. Uh, but yeah. yeah. Anyways, thank you guys. A, a horrible, life-changing negative experience. And I'm sitting here in this ginormous family. I mean, I have my blood relatives. I have one brother. My other brother has passed away. And my sister, she passed away before, um, before I was even born. My mother's alive. So... There's three of us, you know, it's very small, but then I've been provided with this wonderful circle that is just, it's, it's huge. And all of you are so giving of, of your time and your experiences. And I've had so many people reach out and be like, if you need anything, you need to talk in the middle of the night, you call me, you call me. Mm -hmm. It's like how do I deserve this? <laughs> you know, I, I don't, I'm just gifted that you guys are all in my life and I appreciate that. Thank you. So then moving into October, we started, uh, and, and we got back from, from the funeral and everything as we started, uh, running classes and things started to, to pick up again. Well, you, you said, you asked me in, in Utah, um, what do you need? Do you, do you need to work or do you need time off? And, and I said, I need to work. Like <laughs> I, we need to go right at this. And I asked, I, I'm not going to make these decisions without my girls. So I told them, okay, we have, we have the light fighter coming up. Um, I can drive up the night before I can drive up the morning of, and the girls are just like me. They're like, no, we're going with you. We want to go. We want to be part of it. And so we came back from Utah and we got our gear ready and we drove up and we went camping and we did that light fire and the girls are still talking about yeah. it. Yeah. That was, Gwen was, she's still so thrilled because she got to work one of the stations with John <laughs> and uh, you, you gave her that, uh, that patch and she is so proud of that. She is, that is, she has, you know, like a little 
teenage girl, she has her little box of mementos. Uh-huh. That's in that box, cool. you know? Um, it, it was the best thing for us to come back and go yeah. right into work. You know, I, in my own wisdom, that's what I thought. The best thing for you to do is just get right back at it, but, you know, leave yeah. it up to yeah. your choice. And I mean, you, the light fighter was cool for other reasons, yeah. but, you know, it really helped my family. Yeah. <laughs> it started that healing process. Now, that light fighter um, challenge, that was, that was really cool. I, <clears throat> you have been talking about that for years. Mm-hmm. You you made the post uh, the other day about the uh, or the sorry the Pennsylvania yes uh, uh, rifle. Um, we talked about it way back. Hey, if we're going to do this, we've got to have that flintlock. That's right, and we did. We yep. had it. Yep. Uh, and and finally, we had those the scrolls, mm-hmm. the American Light Fighter and the uh, Pennsylvania Light Fighter scrolls. We had them ordered like months beforehand yeah. and I, I don't know covid I, I don't know why it took so long for for them to finally get but they are finally here and um the packets and everything are are getting shipped out now so you're listening awesome. to this this is going to drop uh monday what what's tomorrow? the sixth six yeah so this will drop monday the sixth so you should be seeing those uh, arrive in the mail uh you know th- this week well, I don't know. It is the it is the holiday season. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. I, if yeah, if all things being normal, you'd get them. Yeah, this week maybe they'll get pushed on next. Who knows? We we made a bunch of Christmas gifts. We're, we're going to do our part, but yeah, yeah. who knows what we, UPS or we wanted to um, or the postal. Service. My mother in law yeah. just she just left yesterday, and I'm like stuffing them in her luggage, and like I'll pay for extra, <laughs> you know, because. They're not going to get there in time if I try and send them yeah. through the postal service. It's already December. I should have mailed them in, in November. And, you know, I, I do want to thank everyone who helped us out with that. We had a lot of support. And they also, not also, but especially uh, Mossy Forge. It's really nice to have Martin out here. I've known him for a number of years. It's great to have him out here. Great to have him on the podcast. And he's just a, a pretty cool guy. We're going to be bringing him out again. Date to be determined. But a, a new uh, steer environment class where um, as part of the class, when you, when you sign up for the class, you're also at the same time, you're purchasing um, one of his axes, one of his tomahawks. Speaking of Mossy Forge, I just yes. got to throw this out there. His son's deployed right now. <laughs> and uh, I know I've sent a package. I sent a package. You sent a package. Uh-huh. Uh, go on Instagram, find Mossy Forge. He's got the address. Send a package. Yeah. It's probably not going to get there till like, you know, February. But from someone that's been deployed a lot, a package full of stupid things is amazing. Yeah, it yes, really it is. is. So, so if you don't know what to do with your Halloween candy, there you go. <laughs> oh, I've got a couple stories. Okay, we've told those stories. Um, what was I talking? Oh, so that class. So yeah, that'll be good because the whole class then is going to be based around how to use that, how how to fell a tree, how to prepare a tree, how to um, use it to make kindling, how to uh, use it to, to butcher, all, all sorts of, of things. So you'll be spending the whole day with this axe out in the woods, learning how to employ it as a the useful tool. So um, I was thinking about how to use that setup. You know what. What to make targets uh-huh. for us to uh, use that tomahawk against small game animals and things like that. Now, I've, I've talked about my, my team, Sergeant Brian, before. We were doing a demo range, and uh, we had a ridiculous amount of C4. I mean, I think we we may have had the entire company's worth of demo for that, that exercise. And we were blowing up. We blew up a dump truck. We blew up 
engine blocks. It was it was great training. But Brian made a bunny rabbit. And it, it took me right back to um, Caddyshack. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I'm sitting there thinking, man, I should make some little sculpted bunny rabbits for us to throw the tomahawks at. <laughs> and then I, my mind immediately went to Brian and his C4 rabbit. I was like, oh, you know, some days I just really miss being in the military. Where uh-huh. I could make rabbits out of C4 and then blow them up. If uh, any of you guys follow... Um Black Sheep Warrior, I assume it's still on their feed, but you're going to have to go back a while. Instagram feed to 2013. Because I was there with one of the, the Black Sheep guys at, 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 a, at a course, and we happened to make a Mr. Potato Head uh, C4 guy that we proceeded uh, to, to blow up. Uh, Good times. Th- that demo range. So uh-huh. John Farmer yeah. was the junior Charlie. He had just got to the team. I, oh, he was. Oh, I almost said his name. The other yeah, guy's Charlie. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. So he was. He was our Charlie's, our shared Charlie's yeah, yeah. junior. Um, I am a uh, young eighteen Bravo, and we had a an eighteen Delta who was. The man is so smart. He'll argue with himself. Uh, the first year he was on the team, we all hated him. But this one time. Uh, the Delta and I, we're at this demo range, we're working together. We had a uh, jerry can, a five-gallon can, full of gasoline, because why not, right? And we're sticking blocks of C4 to it, because we, we had so much demo. And John walks up, and he is like, what are you guys doing? And I just looked up at him like, huh, what? Uh, and the Delta looks at him like, huh, what? Uh, huh. And... Uh, our shared Charlie uh-huh. looks over. He's like, "That's what you get when you let the Bravos and Deltas <laughs> play with them unsupervised. They're gonna make some Hollywood crap." Uh-huh. And yeah, it was, it was definitely a Hollywood, you know, fireball. I can't remember. I think it was uh, like 21, 22 blocks of C four yeah. that you can strap to a uh, a jerry can. Oh, oh really? Know, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's significant. So, what was the new for that? Are you guys didn't even uh, calculate that? You just. We were in New Mexico, uh-huh. so we just, you know, <laughs> I, I do know at one point I had this little Olympus, um, like, snapshot camera. Yeah. And I have the video uh, on some hard drive somewhere. But I had set it up maybe 200 meters away, and I built this little rock cage for it, everything like uh, that. Oh, the shockwave came oh, yeah. blew it over. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, that's good stuff. Yeah. That was, those were pre-GoPro days. Awesome. All right. So, <laughs> Life Fire Challenge. Life Fire Challenge. And we. So, the page isn't live yet, but the date for next year's Life Fighter Challenge will be October 15th. We believe we're going to, it'll be at a different location. Um, this new place that, that we've talked way too much about. Um, so, there will be a water obstacle. <laughs> We want it to be a secret. <laughs> but, yeah, so it's going to be October 15th. Do they need fins? We'll, we'll, we'll put that out. Uh, stop scaring people. And those of you who have who participated in it uh, this past year, we look forward to seeing you again. Um, it'll be similar, but but different. You know, it'll, some different obstacles and some different uh, challenges for you to overcome. But, man, this, this is a great time. All right, let's keep going. Um, 
yada yada yada. We had we had some shooting classes in in October. You, you know, something that we had in October, um, we had the intro to emergency food storage, mm-hmm. and we we've had we've had that class a lot. Uh, it's a great class. We had a really good crew. Yeah. This this last class, um, some some new people, people they're starting to recognize these things. Well, I, I want to say that my wife and I have taught that class at least once a year in some kind of professional or formal basis, um, going back as far as 2013, mm-hmm. and we are getting more people coming to that than ever. I think this yep. year alone, open enrollment, we've ran it. Um, three times mm-hmm. and each time more and more people are showing up to it and we've also we've ran it for uh some some churches as well as some other organizations who so it's certainly a topic that people are i guess with with covid and, and other things people going on realizing yeah. that this is an important stuff and and it really is and this is one of those classes i've taken it three times mm-hmm. and every time i've taken it, i've learned something new it's not that you have it's just where I'm at on my process, I'm recognizing things. It, there's value added to taking that class again. Well, we do. I want to say that every time we've given it, we have added more. Or updating really isn't necessarily the right word. Some of the stuff has been updated, but but really it's just adding more important information because it's it's a it's a journey that you know I've been on since I was 12 when I was first really exposed to preparing and stuff, and then it's who my wife and I are, and we've been married now for 20 years, and it's something that's always been a part of our marriage, where at first we started small, we might have had three days worth of food in, in the house, and it's it's slowly grown uh, since then, and done in a way to, I can't emphasize enough, done in a way to where we didn't go in debt doing it. it, it there's so much value to that. I, as I'm right now preparing for my girls to leave the house, I've shifted my thinking to... How am I going to give them food when they move out? Mm-hmm. Because I don't want the girls going into debt and, mm-hmm. you know, but I want them to have it. So, yeah. One of the other things that we did in October is I invited and, and brought out one of my childhood friends, uh, Colonel Stefan Essig, uh, really good dude who he and I were, were buddies since, since I was 12. And if you've heard me tell the story about me sneaking out at church uh, from our youth group two weeks in uh, for me turning 12 and going down to the local corner drugstore and discovering American Survival Guide magazine and Soldier Fortune magazine. It, that was it. That Stefan was the guy who went with me. The one who led you astray. <laughs> well, I, it was mutual destruction. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. I will have to say that. I had all kinds of fun times with him. So he just retired as a colonel in the Air Force, and he is teaching situational awareness and and stuff. So I invited him here, even though I've been doing situational awareness courses and classes I've been teaching for years, brought him here because... It's good to have a different perspective. That's really it. A lot of the information was the same. A lot of it was different, and it's really good to, one, to see him again, and two, it was really good to have him come out and, and present his information to a nice group of people. So that was that was really cool to do that. I'd like to bring him out again next year. And we actually, you know, there's that 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 hidden podcast that that hasn't been published where Stefan and then uh another friend of of ours, the three of us really 
did a lot of. I think there's just too much incriminating information that, 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 that could we, be. Yeah. So it was the four of us: is my my two buddies and and Chris and myself. We we recorded a podcast, um, and a lot of it was good. But then also, I don't know what the deal was, but but some of the stuff just the audio just wasn't uh, up, up to snuff. And uh, so maybe. Well, if that one guy kept wouldn't twist all the knobs and dials and stuff. <laughs> Maybe. So he got bored over there. If we uh if I get him to come out again to run another one of his courses, I highly recommend you you know, attending that. It, it's it's good information. But then uh we'll get him on here again so we can have another one of those podcasts because some of those stories, man, that was we did, <laughs> we did some silly stuff as as kids. Anyways. All right. So then moving to, to last month, November, you know, things are starting to slow down. We did do a rifle marksmanship, which is our level one three day course. That was as well. Josh Prince out. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was a it, it's always a pleasure to, to have him such a good, knowledgeable man. Mm -hmm. And I don't like lawyers. <laughs> I really don't like lawyers. I like that dude. Yeah. He's a good good man he's all right yeah um you know it, i don't mind shaking his hand <laughs> oh well put and the thing with so we hosted him to come do his four-hour uh firearms law seminar and it was him and, and two other lawyers who participated in that and i have hosted him on numerous occasions and every time i've sat into that it's, it's always been different because the law fluctuates and mm -hmm. the law changes that much so there's other people as well that that host him uh, he's josh prince the prince law firm and if you ever get a chance to to go to it wherever he he's doing it highly recommend it highly recommend it definitely worth your time yeah we had a bunch of other seminars and stuff but then also there was there was turkey day oh uh, yeah 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 i i love to cook that that's one of my hobbies and so i i had family out here i did my smoked turkey my traditional oven roast turkey but because i had so many people i had to you know go ahead and do a uh, beef wellington uh-huh um <laughs> actually when we were out in utah for pam's funeral i promised my mother-in-law a beef wellington and <sighs> i was not happy with the way that turned out yeah it was my my, my duck v was a little too wet i, I should have dried it a little cooked it a little bit longer reduced it and uh but the meat was cooked perfectly. Uh, the pastry was slightly soggy because the duck view was, was mm -hmm. a little wet, but texture was uh, iffy. Flavor, out of the park. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, I always enjoy Thanksgiving. Good day of, of cooking and working. Uh-huh. Yeah. That was a good time. And then, uh, you know, we were able after Thanksgiving on that Saturday, we were able to squeeze in one of the few med classes mm -hmm. that we were able to do. And so I had at the time, and I taught that that's a med class for basically EDC things to carry, but then also really, really heavy on the March protocol, teaching people how to save lives with March. So that, that was good to get another med class. You know, we felt felt to mention that the month prior, we did a a home nurse station basically is my sister who was an army medic and, and myself we put that together so the intent of that one again which is kind of unique is i've taught all kinds of trauma classes and 
as a company, we will continue to teach you those trauma classes. But this was more like, okay, so you've, you've stopped the bleeding, and now, for whatever reason, you can't get them to a high le- higher level of care. You can't get them to the hospital, um, and it's, it's you. So then we talk through supplies and things you need um, in your home, and that, that was a good one. I believe we're going to improve and add more inf- information. It was only three hours, but uh, we're now working with, with an MD who is pretty motivated. So he and my sister are going to take that, and I think they're going to grow that to maybe a six or a seven, maybe even an eight-hour uh, class. That would be good. Yeah, with all kinds <laughs> of information. So that, that was pretty cool. And then also that uh, Saturday after Thanksgiving, that, um, that evening we had a, a community meeting. We talked a little bit about the, the yep. last podcast, and I was really happy with that, and we're working to put together a um, a much larger event for for you to invite people and basically how to be an asset and not 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 be the problem is really what we're going to be doing and talking how to increase and grow our community we, we've already had a wonderful experience with with the outpouring like we talked about yeah. um, with our community so how do we strengthen that how do you strengthen your your relationship your um you know, relationship with your family, with your circle of friends, with, with your church or your business and stuff. So when more hard times come, that you'll be better able to to mutually support each other and help each other out. So I look forward to that. That's I can see that very quickly uh, growing much larger than than just me in, in LTAC, which, you know, that's by design. <clears throat> well, that about wraps it up. We have December. You started your Intel 2 class. I taught uh, the free Introduction to Combat Rifle seminar. Yep. You know, so that was that was good. And uh, we'll finish up right before Christmas with uh, our Austere Environment uh, Survival Winter Edition. That's right. Um, I'm going to be up there. I'm more as a participant. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and, and my daughter's going to. The, the thing that I, I like about this is it's giving us a unique opportunity to try some of these things out in that that controlled environment yeah to test out your winter pack um you know i have my stuff and i'm very confident in my equipment because i've used it for years i know what's in my bag and i've packed my girls and i've helped my girls pack and throughout the years we've changed what's in their bags and things like that but now i'm looking at my my 16 year old and She's going to spend the night in a shelter that she builds, not the dad builds. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be 10 degrees or 20 degrees or whatever. If we're lucky, there'll be snow. If we're lucky, there's going to be snow. It's supposed to snow up there Wednesday. Oh, awesome. I've been watching. Um, and it's really made me think about, okay, let's revisit what she has in her bag. Mm-hmm. And I, you were with me when uh, we were at an Army Surplus store, and I grabbed another bivy bag because, yep. you know what? I want her to have that. Uh, you know, that is a good item to have. So for me, it's been a benefit. And I think for you guys, if you have the opportunity to go, this is a good time to really come out and test out some of your stuff. We talk about different techniques, you know, in the, the normal austere environment, we do the Dakota fire hole. Well, if we got a foot of snow on the ground, we're going to do a completely different method of, of uh, protecting our fire. Um, something that yes, you can start a fire on snow. Uh, there are methods to do this. Um, so if you've, if you've done the previous class, there's definitely benefit to coming to this one. Uh, we will show some different techniques. 
But more than that, it gives you an opportunity to test your stuff in this environment. I know that the other day I slept out uh, when it, you know, it started to drop into the, the 30s. Mm -hmm. I wanted to test some of my newer things that I, I've purchased to be like, well, let's see if that emergency survival tent actually will keep me warm. And uh, I set it up just that and a survival blanket um, placed correctly where I was, you know, uh -huh. not in a wind tunnel. Um, I was able to sleep. I wasn't super comfortable, but <laughs> I wasn't exhausted the next day. You yeah. know, uh, we've got to test our gear because you don't want to find yourself in the emergency and be like, oh, I hope this works, you know, and this is a, a good time to do that. Yeah. And it's going to be a lot of fun. Yes, it will. Yeah, like Chris is going to be up. You're going to be up there. I'm going to be up there. Um, and, and, and no ticks this time of year. And no ticks this time of year, which <laughs> I definitely, definitely like. Uh, the girls asked if I was going to bring Caesar, my dog. I was like, no, no, I'm not going to bring Caesar, my dog. <laughs> uh, he, he was fun at the light fighter. Uh, we brought him up there out of necessity. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't think we'll bring him up for this. Yeah. Well, we've had a we've had a pretty good year. It's been an interesting year. Yeah. Any final thoughts or observations? Uh, you know, um, the river flows. You know, time goes on. Uh, learn what you can. Um, this year has been been one of my best years ever, and it has been the absolute worst. Yeah. Um, but it's been amazing. The people that I'm surrounded with, you can be amazed at the horrible things you can endure when you have someone to laugh with. And uh, again, I really appreciate all of you guys out there. I really do. Thank you. Cool. You know, I was thinking from the very beginning when we started telling stories about uh, our time in group and, and some of those funny shenanigans, and I thought of my second team leader and uh interesting guy anyways i was just thinking of him um you know what what's an officer on an oda he, he's the summer help yep hired help yeah so he he's only on the team like for two days and uh <laughs> he's trying to set up his gear and he's setting it up stupidly so i walk in and the zulu's in there team leaders in there and i look at him and i knife hand him i'm like sir i'm giving you a direct order you are going to set it up this way. You're going to do this and this and this and this. Other than that, doesn't matter, but you're going to do it that way. And he looked at me like furious, like, how dare he? And he looks over at the Zulu like you can do something. And he's like, sir, he just gave you direct order. I suggest you follow that. <laughs> <laughs> and I walked out. Uh, that was a good time. But um, thinking how life isn't a video game and, and life is not... You can't learn everything from life by, by reading about it or, or watching YouTube. You have to go out and experience it. So as I told that very new, brand new team leader, that captain, from our experience, you got to do this, this, and this. Other than that, you know, it's it, it's free. It's up to you. You need to learn. And he was, unfortunately, he was replacing the best officer that I've ever <laughs> worked with. And I remember uh, probably about a week in, when the, the brand new guy started to relax a little bit and then he started asking you know and then he started doing his role the right way asking questions and uh he pulled me aside and he's looking at my old team leader's ruck and uh actually it wasn't his ruck his, his kit he's like so 
what's that special radio attachment that, that he has? And I, I looked like, what are you talking about? And here, my first alpha, he was a, originally was a platoon leader in 101st and deployed and, and saw some, some uh, action. And then as he advanced and he came back from that deployment, he got a second chance where he was going to be his, uh, his battalion's um, sniper platoon leader. So he got to deploy. So he got two deployments under his belt, um, combat deployments that, that were pretty good. And he saw a lot of stuff and experienced a lot of stuff. And what he was looking at, what my first team leader on his kit, because uh, he didn't want to wear seven bracelets with men that he'd, he'd lost. He had them all flat and, and together. And he had them a uh, um, I think they might have been taped. I don't know if they were zip-tied, but then they were secure to his kit. So he's asking, didn't know what it was. Like, what's that radio thing? Thinking of some kind of a, a folding antenna instead of bracelets. So then I, I, I told him, no, that's what that is. And then the look of like horror on his face, the realization, oh. And then the, the point of this was uh, one of the reasons why my first team leader, why he was so good, is because he had lived a hard life he'd seen a lot of and experienced a lot of bad things with those two deployments and he had a lot of successes with those two deployments and there's no there's no substitute for experience and really that's that's what all of our courses and classes are designed they're designed for you to get that experience and there's a lot of other really good places, too, that, you know, you can go to, to to get that good experience. And we just encourage you to do that. I thank you guys for you know, for this year. It's been a very good year, despite all the hardships, despite all the. Uh, you know, it's it's been a very good year. Well, and, you're, you're right. You guys out there, you've made this year. Yeah, you coming, totally have. coming to classes, putting in the effort, putting in the reps. It it makes me want to do more. Yeah. Totally. And then when I've was in need you guys coming and you know giving up your saturday giving up your time to drive out to my house absolutely amazing and it is a privilege to work with you guys totally well with that this is going to be the final podcast official podcast i should say for for this year uh, the next official podcast will start season four episode one and that will be the first monday in in january uh, we might drop inshallah. Yeah, that's right, inshallah. Oh, we might drop a, a surprise one or two, or two that, yeah, we'll, we'll see. That that should be fun. So if you're looking for something after this podcast to listen to, I don't know. You guys, go listen to uh, to Green Ops. Uh, go listen to them. They're, they're a good group of guys. So they can they can fill that hole, and, until we come back in in January. Uh, yeah, I guess that's all I got. Thank you guys. We'll talk to you. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho.